some places, people are still accused of witchcraft. Every year, more than a thousand people around the world, mostly women, but also men and children, are charged with witchcraft. They are tortured, they are expelled from homes, they are killed, and they are suspected of using magic to cause harm, although you could argue that the harm was actually perpetrated on them. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Come on in. Yes. I feel like women being mistreated is in the news more and more lately. With the anti-abortion laws popping up all over, the religious right wanting women out of the workplace and in the home cooking and other throwbacks. I know, Cindy. It feels like a like a witch hunt. When I think of witches, I think of women with great intuition and wisdom in touch with different parts of themselves and the world around them. That's where their power lies. Oh, I like that, Cindy. Statistically, about 20% of Americans believe in witches, but there's a whole spectrum of beliefs around who they are and what they do. Many aren't as positive as uh, your description is. Well, maybe not. But some are, (laughs) you know, from the Wizard of Oz, there's good witches and bad. Yes. Some people pretty much through the ages have believed a whole range of things about witches, including that they have supernatural powers so powerful that they can control anything, even natural events and disasters. Strong, powerful women can do a lot, but they can't do everything. If only they could. Nevertheless, when things go really wrong in a person's life, they often want to blame someone or something. And over the years, witches have been great scapegoats for that. Also, when some people see other people having some good luck, making a lot of money, getting nice things or attention, in their envy, they also want to find a reason. And sometimes they once again blame witchcraft. Those people seem to believe that the person must have performed some type of spell or made a deal with the devil to get what they did. People accused of witchcraft, mostly women, but also men and even children, have been blamed for causing things like disease, epidemics, horrible things that happen to people. In places with poor medical care or where there's no access to it and poor educational opportunities, witches are more likely to be blamed for things going wrong. People of all genders and ages have been accused of witchcraft and killed with poisonous tea, burned alive, hanged, drowned, or otherwise been abused and tortured. The most famous witch trials in history were in Salem, Massachusetts, during the winter and spring of 1692 to 1693. The Salem witch trials are the most well-known, probably because of the large number of people accused and convicted there. Some were executed, and hundreds more spent time in jail. And about four-fifths of them were women. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And while Salem is most famous, 
It's not the only one or even the first, which was apparently in Connecticut. It's hard to track down all the others. They don't readily come up unless you specifically search state by state. And then you find there were witch trials in New Jersey, Virginia, even here in Pennsylvania, and probably many more, but we didn't search all the states. No, but I think we can assume that there are plenty of places. And rulers across Europe had made laws to make witchcraft punishable by death. And when some of those immigrants came here and wrote laws, they also included punishing witchcraft or sorcery by death. Yes, I think that's why we can assume it was so everywhere. All of the New England colonies had laws against witchcraft in the 1600s, and there only needed to be one witness to make a conviction. Church leaders initiated witch hunts partly to control social behavior, like having sex out of marriage. They hoped the chance of being accused of being a witch could curtail some of the behavior that they thought was wrong or immoral. Women who broke Puritan norms or who gained wealth or property were at risk, along with poor and marginalized. There was a lot of stress in New England that needed a scapegoat. There was a smallpox epidemic, fighting with indigenous people, land boundary disputes, and other issues, coupled with a belief in the devil. This is what leads to witches being blamed and hunted. And anyone who tried to save a witch of course, also risked death. To save their own lives, unfortunately, people had to denounce their friends as witches. That's just one of those questions like, what would I do? I hope I wouldn't do that, you know? Yeah, but it's a, a moral dilemma. Do you save two lives or yeah. just one or neither? Yeah. Those accused were mostly women who were often killed because they were poor, different, disabled, vulnerable, or just because they were women. Or if they were becoming too powerful, men did not like that. Still don't. Right? It was a very awful time when ordinary people just trying to live their lives were hunted and tortured for things they couldn't have done, like bringing on famine or an epidemic. Yeah. Over time, lots of people have campaigned for justice for the victims of witch hunts. It took a lot of work. But Massachusetts actually issued a formal apology, cleared those charged with witchcraft, and made some restitution to victims and their families where possible. But at first, they weren't cleared individually. That took a while. It's hard to understand why that was so hard to do a couple hundred years later. Even with a lot of people raising the issue and trying to make it happen, in Connecticut, even recently, they tried once again to clear the last name of a woman who was executed for witchcraft and still not cleared. And the state representative actually asked if they had evidence of the executed woman's innocence. Seems insane in this day. Um, it seems insane in any day, but I totally agree with you, Cindy. Is there proof of the state representative's innocence? This is ridiculous. There were some confessions under duress, of course, that included details of witchcraft that couldn't have happened also, like having sex with Satan or using Satan to help with housework. Does he help with housework? Because how do we get in touch with him? I know, right? Many of the accused were subject to the dunking test. It was believed that a witch wouldn't sink. I don't know why. So they made them get into deep water. If they couldn't swim, they drowned. 
while people watched. If they could swim or tread water and therefore did not sink, well, then they were later tried in court and found guilty of witchcraft and sentenced to hang. That is a no-win situation for sure. It took elected people with some sanity in this regard to require more evidence that couldn't be produced or to intervene and overturn convictions and death sentences. They would have to want to. Trials of suspected witches still occur all over the world, believe it or not. They're violent, sometimes deadly, and they're even increasing in some parts of the world. It's hard to imagine that it's happening today, but it is. Here, they've mostly become a metaphor for accusations that are untrue and unfounded, and also for some people who want to distract from actual wrongdoing. We also sometimes say, somebody must have made a deal with the devil, but we don't actually mean Satan. We usually mean somebody collaborated with an evil person or promised to do something they shouldn't have in order to get what they wanted or something else. You know, when people um, worked for Trump and stuff. But like I said, in some places, people are still accused of witchcraft. Every year, more than a thousand people around the world, mostly women, but also men and children, are charged with witchcraft. They are tortured. They are expelled from homes. They are killed. And they are suspected of using magic to cause harm, although you could argue that the harm was actually perpetrated on them. That is what happens. In certain countries, too much land, money, or power can be seen as a result of witchcraft. People who've become wealthy often hide assets when they go to visit their rural family members, right? They want to get there without their car because they're afraid if people see that they're doing well, they'll think they somehow got their wealth through magical powers. In some parts of Africa, when investors want to take over land in order to use it for things like tourism or game management, what they do is they get the villagers to be distracted by instituting witch hunts, by making people suspicious of their neighbors. And that creates an easy way for these investors to come in and take over the land. Yeah. Different things happen in different areas of Africa. In Kenya, hundreds of men are accused all the time by their children. Their children apparently demand their inheritance, like when their father gets old and isn't ready to release his property yet. His family gangs up on him, says he's a witch, and then he's killed or sold. Wow, that is a certain kind of way of treating an elderly person. It really is. Often an accuser is a jealous person, or they have some kind of resentment or, or problem with the person that they're accusing of being a witch. Sometimes it's just because someone isn't well-liked, or maybe they're different in some way that makes people uncomfortable. When someone to blame is needed, there she is. Women always come through. Social turmoil and economic troubles can lead to witch hunts. Colonization that leads to making land private and privatizing the land and the resources that people are used to belonging to everyone is a breeding ground for witch hunts because people want to fight. And again, they need the scapegoats. Yeah. And those decisions are driven by people who want to make money often. It's just it's just a way to manipulate people into harming each other and bickering with each other so that their land can be or their resources can be ripped out from under them. There has never been a proven case of witchcraft, but people do 
easily and often project fears onto other people. And thousands of people's lives have been forever changed because they have been victims of witch hunts. Right. That's why people used to farming and using the land around them, who now don't have access because it was taken over, leads some people to blame others or to attempt to take it back. When women lose access to land and with it their economic and social power, they can be targeted as witches so that others can get their land and resources since now these things are scarce and they're needed and people fight over them. Right. So the whole witch hunt thing is used as a way to trick people and to take their land and to gain money and resources. It's the people who accuse and hunt witches that we should be afraid of, not the witches, if there are any, but not the people who are accused of being witches. Even the threat of being accused has affected the behavior of a lot of women. Before laws made it illegal, land could be seized. Women were pushed out of selling their goods at the market. Women have been mistreated in so many ways. And that's the way they wanted it. They wanted women to be scared to do stuff. Right. Then there's people in different parts of the world making a living as professional witch finders. A lot of the time, they're evangelical missionaries supposedly fighting against the forces of Satan, which some might believe, but a lot of them are just trying to make money. And they do. Witch hunters and witch doctors sometimes charge accused witches money so they can determine whether or not they're a witch and they can free them from the accusation. It's like a ransom. Interestingly, these witch doctors, they tend to be rich and they're mostly men. Hmm, Very interesting. There's a group based in Nigeria called Advocacy for Alleged Witches which helps victims of witch hunts. This and other organizations around the world fight against witch hunting. I'm sure, listener, you're still having trouble believing that this is happening today, but it is. In the summer of 2021, after six years of strong lobbying by witch hunt survivors, nonprofits, and lawyers, the UN finally passed a resolution condemning witch hunting. Can you believe it took that long? 2021? And most people don't even know that it's still happening. In spite of the terror and torture inflicted by witch hunts, women are a strong force all over the world and continue to be activists for things they believe in. Remember all those women showing up to the marches not long ago? There were lots of men and lots and lots of women. Black women, indigenous women, all kinds of women from many different groups continuing to fight for what they know is right. And they're not backing down. We all need to keep this in mind today. Women can be strong, but they can also be vulnerable when men with power want to control them. And this seems to be happening in the U.S. today. Even if it's not common to have witch hunts here, many women are still being hunted. We need to unify and stay strong. The Salem Witch Museum in Salem, Massachusetts has as its mission to be the voice of innocent victims of the witch hunt of 1692 while bringing awareness to root causes of witch hunts and how they still impact our society. And I think that's what you're talking about, Julie. I mean, they're still hunting all of us women down as witches in a kind of way. Yep. The website 
for the Salem Witch Museum is salemwitchmuseum.com. And it's a great place to start learning about witches and their history. There are also many reading list suggestions to learn more, not just about the history, but the ways that misogyny and patriarchy continue to lead to the kinds of attitudes that created the witch hunts in the first place. And anybody can be a witch. And why wouldn't you want to be one? Witches are heroes. That's right. Thanks for listening today. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at shrinksonthird. Until next time, take care.